Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter, Black Dante on Instagram or Facebook. Good to hear look fine to me because I don't really know her like that. Uh, I ain't got no AKAs because we got a lot to get to. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, AKA uh, niggas be hungry. Beat me, I'm niggas. I'm and I'm joined by. What's up, everybody? It is Candace. You can find me on all social media. It's not so new at PC. Uh, my AKA today is he does not want a yellow bone. Uh, <laughs> prayers down, bitch. You on Instagram talking about I'm officially single after you tried to put out that bullshit single. When you can we just do talk the about clownery? how? Can we just talk about how, on top of the song being problematic, it was fucking trash? It was fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. Like if you gonna be, if you gonna be problematic, you lied you to us. But bitch, you lied to us. He don't want no red, no yellow bone. He don't want you. Mm. He got the mouth. He got the car, and he dipped. And he probably hugged up with his baby mama who can actually sing. <laughs> Child, tell you, you non-black bitches go out sad all the time. And I enjoy every minute of it. I, I'm not even the one to say don't do that. Do it. Continue to do it. So you could be the laughing stock. I was gonna say going out around. sad over a nigga that's 5'4 and be beating on women. Bitch, I know you lying. Huh. He want a yellow bone. No, he don't. He want to be alone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what he want. He want to be alone. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I already petty. started off on some bullshit. <laughs> this episode 168 is Super Bowl Sunday. I don't. We don't care about the Super Bowl. Ain't it down? None. Ain't none of our teams doing good. Um, so we're gonna get into it because we got a lot to cover. Uh, the good news is next week there won't be any Real Housewives of Atlanta episode. I guess they're taking a break today because of the Super Bowl. Okay, like free, free us, goddamn. Because I'm let me tell you, I'm tired. Yeah, next week we're gonna be coming to you on, on Jeremy's birthday. So be sure to send in your birthday wishes, your birthday titties, your birthday cash apps. Get ahead of the curve. Buy your niggas yes, some chicken. Yes, actual, actual and factual. Yes, actual and factual. Send it. Send them your silhouette challenge. Send them your busted challenge. Yes. Um, yes. Jeremy appreciation well, pa- challenge is what we need. Yeah. Well, it's a pandemic, so I'm not gonna say send them your address because no, nah, but no, no, no. You know, send them your phone number if if you if you trying to exchange some text messages. But yeah, we'll be coming to you next week, minus one show, and it's the show that is 
giving us the least. And the show we gonna hop right into episode eight. Beach, please. So Portia I like was still. I do like. I, it. I do like it. I do like it. Portia was still upset at Kenya for not sharing that she was bringing Brooklyn on a trip. Here, again, we discussed this last week. I thought this was just like a silly, stupid fucking hill for Portia to die on. We all know that Kenya doesn't have a support system, not in her family. She doesn't have any real friends. And Mark Daly is a dickhead. Who else was going to keep, keep Brooklyn? Exactly. She really don't have that support system. And Candy reminded Portia that. And Portia being the true hateful broad that she is, and I stand because Kenya has been throwing nothing but shade Portia's way this season, she replies, well, if she ain't have no help, she ain't have no help. Basically saying, yeah. bitch, it sucks to be you. I mean, what was the lie? What none. One day and lie. Um, let me tell you something, Bravo. If y'all not gonna cancel this fucking show, don't you ever in your sad, sorry motherfucking life let Kenya Moore host no motherfucking girls trip because this bitch is the most boring, worst host I have ever seen out of all these girls trips we have seen in 13 seasons of motherfucking Real Housewives of Atlanta. Do you know what this bitch had planned for a goddamn bachelorette weekend getaway? A murder mystery party. Bitch, what is this? Scooby-Doo? What the fuck? A murder mystery party. Let me tell you something, bitch. If you gonna risk everybody life in a pandemic, bitch, you gonna go all out. Bitch, where Girl, the strippers this, at? This is a pandemic shit. You trying to host a murder mystery party. The, the mystery is y'all being murdered because of the goddamn Rona. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, there ain't no mystery there. My thing is, friend, if you gonna, if you don't give a fuck about your health, your child health, nobody else health there, then put on the fucking show. If you going if you get don't, what do I what, what do I always say? If you're gonna, if fuck, you gonna around, fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. Bitch, don't nobody want to play clue. Don't nobody give a fuck if Colonel Mustard was murdered in the study with a candelabra. Bitch, nobody gives a fuck about that. Nigga, if y'all wanted to play a murder mystery game, y'all can just download Among Us. Hello? Then Kenya makes all the girls come up with alter egos. So I got a game for his friend. We're going to go through the alter egos and we're going to rate them. Tanya's alter ego was Dynasty. Bitch, that is an old ass soap opera. One out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) If you could have seen my face when you said today. Oh, that soap opera, bitch! Stop! Listen, I don't, I don't see it for Tanya. I don't see why she's still on this show. Honestly, y'all have brought 80, 11 friends of the goddamn show to try to replace Nene, and it still dry as fuck. Dry as like, fuck. Like Tanya don't really have nothing going on ever since last season with the cookie lady and Kenya being a bitch. So exactly, Shamia's name is Vagina Drip. Girl, uh, what? I mean, I, I see you on your WAP shit. I'm, I give you a six out of ten. I'm trying to be a little nasty, okay? That sounds like somebody display name that probably got maybe two thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, 
Sound like an STI too, but whatever. Uh, that's why I say a girl what? Because I mean, I see where you're going, but the 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 wordplay is just not. It didn't cur- quite curl all the way over. Candy's name alter ego is Angel, which was the name she used when she was on the Mad Singer. Um, you bitch, you got a whole line of sex toys and explicit bullshit. And you couldn't give us nothing other than Angel. Honestly, if you was should. a real bad bitch, you would have been like, I don't need no alter ego because cause candy is candy, baby. Melting your mouth, not in your hand. Honestly, she should have been onion booty 44 because them goddamn pictures that floating on social media right now, especially that first one. <laughs> oh my god, an old freak Nick nasty auntie. Right. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. That second one, the way she was in the tub, she did that shit. She looked good as fucking now. Yeah, I I think that was promo for her bedroom candy stuff because I saw the promo video. Oh, okay. Got it. Got mm-hmm. Yo, no, freak nasty auntie candy. Mm-hmm. It's fitting. Um, but you get a one out of ten for Angel Bitch News Fest. Drew calls herself Miss Lickety Split, which Bitch, that's how that's how fast Ralph be getting the fuck away from you in an argument for three days at a time. <laughs> Lickety split. <laughs> you ain't shit. The call coming from in the house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. I, I still do not understand why Drew is on the show. Do not understand. Four out of ten. Kenya is chocolate. Zero out of ten, young bitch. You dark skin. We been knew that. But you more like a Nestle Crunch. Never mind. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Too far? I all I did was laugh. I didn't I didn't have no commentary. I just laughed. <laughs> Latoya calls herself Trini Gal. It is unoriginal. It is. Why is Latoya here? Cause she eating Kenya pussy. Also, <laughs> also is this nepotism? Because I just don't understand why she is on the show as well. Uh, Marlo calls herself a diva, and she says a diva is a bitch. What else can I be? Well, you standing in your truth. Good for you. Yeah, I was. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Cynthia is 50 cent. Ooh, we didn't see that coming. You should have replaced the Y and cent with a U. Um, <laughs> you ain't I just called on to what the fuck you said. <laughs> 50 cent out of 10, bitch. Lastly, Portia is peach juice. Tropical, sexy, and original. Portia, you got a fat ass, so you could pretty much get away with anything with the word peach in it. I was about to say. 11 out of 10. (sighs) Let me see. Friend. Friend, friend, friend. Kenya Moore is the dumbest, dizziest bitch on earth for having a mystery murder party where white men come in waving toy guns and being detectives and shit amidst all the black trauma we are experiencing. Like it literally scared the shit out of some of the ladies to the point where they edited it and then put in some other shit. Like they put in the second take of the shit to make it look less frightening than it actually was. Kenya, why would you? Uh, 
like imagine all the like juxtapose that from all the shit that she was talking about Portia's you know activism may or may not be in fake and then you have a murder mystery party where white men with guns are are scaring like black women like <sighs> you didn't read the room probably because she can't read you didn't read you didn't just you it's you you the problem in every fucking thing you are the issue um after the ladies get over the initial shock they really just start to ignore the murder mystery shit because they like we came here to get drunk and have fun ain't nobody trying to play clue exactly nobody give a fuck about that and <laughs> ain't this the first trip that they done had that they done done some because usually when they have a trip I mean, it's usually the same script. They have different activities, but for the most part, all they do is get drunk and get silly. So, yeah. Why did can you try to deep well? Because she's stupid. Never mind. I answer my own question. Um, Portia's friend Fallon is on the trip, and Fallon brought her husband to a girls' trip. And when she was Why would asked you do about it, she said because her man is her best friend now bitch I don't know much but I know when somebody playing in my motherfucking face and that man is on that trip with you to keep tabs on you nothing more nothing less this insecurity thing because don't no grown ass man want to be on no one no girls trip with no catty ass women and no other me in there. He either there to keep tabs on you or you there to keep tabs on him, one of the two. One of the two. But don't play in our face talking about some best friend shit. Because I got nigga, best friends. I got a husband that's my best friend. He don't want to come on no girl's trip. I was like, listen, I have... No girl's trip if it ain't no other husbands or me in there. Bum shit. Like, and, and vice okay. versa, like... Wouldn't a woman, you know, want to be on no like all men's trip with that with her husband? Talking about that's my best friend. Like, yeah, you could be best friend, but you don't have to do every goddamn thing together, including going on a a a a, a girls and or a boys trip alone, and you the only spouse there. Like, what the fuck? Come on now. Absolutely. We too damn old for this. Yeah, too old to be insecure. Um. Drew and Latoya get into it, and Drew starts it by bringing up, you know, her issues with Latoya and telling Latoya she don't really value marriage because she's separated and this, that, and the third. And Latoya was like, well, Drew, let's discuss your your struggling husband. Mm. And Drew, I promise, Drew Drew wants so hard to be a clapback queen, but you don't have it in you, sweet pea. She going to say, you don't know nothing about my struggling husband. Uh, baby, what? Mm. Mm. Baby, if you can't, <laughs> mm. I don't even know what to say, friend. I just, girl, what? And the fuck? You don't, you don't know nothing about my struggling husband. But did you not open up to us that your husband was gone for three days and you didn't like if that ain't struggle I don't know what the fuck is so I just your whole marriage is struggling okay okay girl okay 
They start really getting into it. Latoya grabs Drew's arm, like to pull her back to her, and they about to almost damn near come to blows. But Latoya drunk ass gave her a haphazard apology. Hmm. And if they fought for real, for real, who you think will win? Probably Latoya. You don't really got it in her like she be trying to make make like she do. She can't even stand up to her own husband when he doing fuck shit. So I know uh, I know Latoya loud ratchet ass to beat you up. Uh, <laughs> Marlo hates her room, so she decided to sleep on the couches in the living room. And then as some get back for Kenya assigning her a terrible room, she went in Kenya's room and farted on Kenya's bed and coughed on her pillows. Bitch, y'all are 50. What the fuck? This goddamn goddamn sorority hazing shit. Y'all are 50. <laughs> Bitch, what? <laughs> and like, I'm genuinely confused because, you know, I, I gave up on Real Housewives. My friend was like, look, you don't have to watch it. We, we don't need two eyes for this shit. I got it. Bitch, what? You fu- Girl, what? This ain't stomp the yard. This ain't hard knocks. Like, y'all are 50. Oh, Bitch, my God. What the fuck is you? Mm. Bitch, this is a pandemic. First also, of all. also that. Also that. Also, if you dare to have fun with the girls, the room shouldn't be that big of a deal. It might not have been as nice as the other rooms or as big, but I'm it's, it was nice nonetheless. Two, you not paying for it. So what you mad about? Three. I don't like Kenya. I really don't. Do not care for her. But in the event that you are COVID positive, you coughing on somebody's pillow and risking them taking that to their child, who is a small toddler, you are a trifling old bitch, Marlo. And I really do not see why people see it for you. People give you a lot to be a trifling bitch. And I ain't forget you sitting your trifling ass up on this show while Nene ain't here and Nene the one that brought you into the loop. Yeah, I don't get it. Like people hate people. People rightfully hate Kenya, but also like Marlo. And I'm just like, bitch, how? And they two <laughs> like, sides of the same coin. Like how? Like how do you how? <laughs> yeah, a big how. I just like I don't like. I mean, yeah, fuck Kenya, absolutely. Like Kenya is absolute trash. But like, nigga, do you think Marlo is roses? Like. <laughs> and I mean, if but you want to make the art- like fuck Kenya, and you could have cussed her out, but coughing on somebody's pillow and farting on their bed in the pandemic—that's some other level disgusting bullshit. Well, I mean, I mean, Marlo was the same person that fucks white men, so I mean, yeah, there's that. Bravo gets messy, and they and the ladies basically divide themselves. You know how they do on these trips; they click up. Well, Bravo calls one group the aunties and the aunties consists of candy kenya cynthia and tanya and it should be marlo in there but the bitch so childish to fart on somebody bad she going to nieces you an old stupid young bitch at at heart mm. so there's that and then they call the nieces portia shamia fallon and latoya and drew you know but could y'all so messy? 
y'all so messy but candy definitely deserved to be in that auntie category like we said with that old freak nick picture how you <laughs> hey how you make a louis vuitton bathing suit look nasty <laughs> oh Oh goddamn! Uh, oh, oh, freak! Oh, God. Bitch, you look like you had to poop. Uh, you know what? It took me a minute to realize it was candy. Honestly, I say, "Oh Lord, candy, come on, baby! Now you better than this." She like she damn sure look like she like she damn sure look like one of them stills for like an upcoming porn <laughs> or like an old school porn video in that damn bathing suit. <laughs> And uh, Kenya, <laughs> the next day, listen, how do you have a girl's trip planned and you don't have any festivities or events planned? But I know why, because it's a pandemic and you really can't do shit. Really shouldn't be nowhere. Y'all shouldn't even be there if we was to be honest. But Kenya didn't have nothing planned. She had a terrible dinner plan where they roasted a whole pig and some weird shit. And Ledru and Latoya thinks she bested Drew by Not LeDrew. to <laughs> LeDrew, yeah. Cause them hoes been arguing since inception of the show this season. But Latoya says she feel like the bigger person because she apologized to Drew and offered to buy her a new wig. But Drew then was like, Okay, bitch, I got something for you. And she said Latoya seems like a fan and she paying a lot of attention to her. So she gave her a signed headshot with her autograph on it. How vain do you have to be? To have been on the game. Either way. To wrap the show out. (laughs) To wrap the show out, Marlo asked Kenya why they can't squash their beef. Because bitch, you just pooted on her bed and coughed on her pillow. That's why. That is exactly why. Um, Marlo has the self-awareness of a gnat. And again, I do not understand how you can hate Kenya rightfully, but also Stan Marlowe. Like one plus two is equal. Friend, hold on, how, hold uh, on, friend, because it get worse because then Kenya then says, I know well Marlowe tells Kenya, I know I talk about your fake butt, your skin, and your bad plastic surgery, but this is sisterhood and we should be here to support each other and get past the bullshit. Girl, what? <laughs> I mean, I know I, I know I've been trash, but like, can't we just, can't we all just get along? Can I just got to get this off my chest? If this bitch Marlo don't bring nothing else to the show, she bring audacity. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. Yeah. She bring motherfucking audacity, and that was it. And I'm glad we having a break. This second part of this girl trip got to give me something, or I'm out. And I'm sticking to what I said. I said, if this girl trip don't give me nothing, I don't, I don't got nothing else for the season till the reunion. What, what episode what is it? This episode eight, and this how dry it is. On episode eight, we almost pulling through the halfway point of the season, friend. At halfway, we should be into some real <clears> hot <throat> shit. Yeah. So they playing in our face, and I want to see the rest of this girl's trip. If I don't see nothing else, I, I'm out. I'll be back for the reunion. That's all I got. Got nothing else. I mean, else. we can't even use, I mean, granted, I'm saying excuse, but I'm saying it in a totally different context uh, because we're talking about reality TV. But you can't even use the excuse of where they can't, they don't have drama because it's COVID and it's a pandemic. Nigga, look at Love and Marriage Huntsville. 
boy, which we gonna get to. But before so, then, we gonna we gonna wind out the uh, housewives because Salt Lake City. This was the season. Finale. Speaking of Andy, spe- speaking Andy, of ending, Andy, Andy. This was a cute little first season. Don't get me wrong, it was cute. It was not three part reunion cute. Let me tell you something, Andy. Let me tell you. One you more are doing the fucking most. Salt Lake City does not need a three part reunion. You they are really sm- could get that shit off in a in- hour and a half long reunion special. Thank you. And honestly, they can wrap this shit up in an hour. Now, I will say, I will say, I saw the preview, well, at least a little snippet of the reunion. And I got to say, it does look it good. Messy. It does. Okay. It does. Okay. However, However, it don't it don't it don't need it don't need no parts. three parts. No, it don't need no three parts. But so we at episode. You know why? You you didn't see it, friend? <laughs> no, I didn't see it yet. Ooh, they got it You're on YouTube. It's probably like it's they got it on YouTube. It's like thirty seconds long. Guess who turning the fuck up at the reunion, or at least from the preview? Who? Lisa. On who? Yes. Who's she turning up on? Yes. <laughs> Everybody? Yes. Meredith? Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay, I can't wait to wrap up this recording. <laughs> the, but again, it don't need fin- no three parts. The season finale is called Chili Reception. Um, Heather's, you know, getting ready for the grand opening of her new beauty lab and laser. And she says that Jen is still invited. And Whitney is one weird little dingy bitch. The bitch was, she was so proud that she knew what a stanchion is. Honestly, you know the the two poles that be on the end of the of the rope when they Mm -hmm. rope some shit off. Mm -hmm. The poles are called stanchions, but it's like, who the fuck cares? And why do you know that weirdo? I I just want to say this, and I know this is very uh, minuscule on the. On the, in the grand scheme of things, but I just want to bring up the fact that Heather is opening up something dealing with beauty and her face looks the way that it does. Heather is opening up another beauty lab and cosmetic surgery place and she ugly. And her face, she got she got a crimson chin jaw. So whatever look- work she, I hope she ain't doing the same work on people that she had done on herself because woof. She looks like Johnny Bravo. Every almost every woman on that show, minus I want to say Meredith and maybe Lisa and Whitney, they got well. Heather and Jen got them weird fucking faces, man. And the Jen, the sad part about Jen is she paid to look like that because <laughs> she didn't look like that. She had pl- all that plastic surgery. Yeah. Um, Lisa meets up with Jen, and as usual. Jen shies the victim. She crying. Nobody understands her. She lacks all accountability. And Lisa tells her maybe at the grand opening, she should shut up unless she's planning to apologize. I just, I don't want to put mental illness on this because I just want to say you probably just a shitty person, Jen. That's really the gist of this. This ain't no form of mental illness. You a shitty person because... You have dragged and ragged on Meredith and Seth's marriage all season long since you saw her speaking to Mary Cosby at that 1920 roaring stripper pole bullshit Whitney had. 
you betrayed her trust day in, day out ever since that point. But now you want to act like you just so misunderstood and everybody don't get you and this, that, and the third. Ain't nothing to get you a coward. I have you a whole things. asshole. I have two things to say about this. One, uh, when she said, when she was like, that is 1000% not what I said. It was taken out of context. Like, girl, do you not like, you do realize they wrote the bean footage back of you saying that shit, right? Like, we saw that. We saw that in 4K. Like, you do realize that, right? And then two, if you always, quote unquote, misunderstood, maybe, just maybe, that's just an indicator that, you know, if everybody keeps misunderstanding me, maybe it's me. I'm the problem. That is causing the misunderstanding. If if you always being misunderstood, at what point do you shut the fuck up and think before you speak? Hello? I don't have time for Jen's bullshit. She showed her hand this season, and if if she on next season, she gonna have to do a whole lot to redeem herself with me, because she is just a whole weirdo bitch. Um, Meredith tells Seth about Vegas, and he basically tells Meredith, we our marriage had been on the rocks for a while. We did the work to fix it. And that's all that matters. I don't give a fuck what nobody else talking about. And I mean, I ain't had nothing to say about that. They still don't look happy to me, but that's not my business. Uh, yeah, I was about to say they did a lot of grandstanding. I'm just like, mm, y'all still kind of look miserable, but you know, go off. Yeah, whatever. That's between you and him. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith goes to the beauty lab to talk to Heather about Jen apologizing, which... Uh, can I say this, friend? Go ahead. Lisa Barlow has some obnoxious fucking sons. I do yeah. not like these white folks' kids on this show. Yeah. Brooks is obnoxious. Heather's daughters is obnoxious. Lisa's little pe- little sons is obnoxious. <laughs> you had to catch yourself. <laughs> Mary's son is obnoxious buying bitches Prada bags with his mama money. <laughs> <laughs> like all these kids is obnoxious. If this is what y'all got going on in Utah, Lord Jesus, stay black folks, stay from out of Utah. And that one bitch from Life After Lockup, Andrea was living in Utah and she obnoxious. So it's just like it ain't Utah, not a good place. Clearly. Mm-mm. But yeah, like I don't, I like I don't like. Usually, the best part of these shows be the be the castmates' kids, because it's like y'all, y'all, the adult, the cast members and their spouses, whatever, usually be bozos. But the kids usually be the best thing about them. Not on this show. No, not on this show. Um, friend, we finna have a chuckle here. Have you seen that video of that pastor preaching in that kiddie pool? Uh, no, I have not. Oh wait, wait, wait! Talking about the um, <laughs> I almost had he in the kiddie pool talking about shallow faith and shit. You uh, the one with the childbearing hips? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Now, why have we only seen Mary show up to this church she owned two times in a thirteen episode season? Mm-hmm. And why is the choir acting like it is such a miracle that mary has graced them with her presence that's because mm-hmm. mary don't be at that goddamn church and i just want to get this off my chest 
this bitch is the highest level of a religion scammer you have to beat after you get past the nigga that be preaching in the kiddie pool, kicking water and shit, getting his Air Force Ones wet. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We, and I think, ooh, ooh, friend, this going to tickle you. This going to tickle you. In the snippet for the preview of the reunion, they bring this up. Remember that video that you showed, shared with me and that we played on this show with Mary <laughs> cussing, out her, cussing out her congregation? They're gonna bring sells. that up. They're gonna bring that up at the reunion. Good. She a religious scammer. Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing new. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Jen and Sharif go salsa dancing, and to me, it just feels like a failed attempt to prove their marriage isn't about to go up in flames. Agreed. We want to didn't that. have none for it. Um, I didn't quite get the, the theme for this grand open, the thirsty as fuck, messy as fuck theme. I thought that was a terrible thing for a grand opening of an of an extension of your business. I agree. I didn't. I would. I would have put like beautiful as fuck, bomb as fuck. I would have put positive adjectives. Like I just wouldn't have put nothing. Like I wouldn't have. I mean, no shade, but I would not have put anything that associates mess and drama when I'm a cast member on a show about mess and drama with my brand. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Mary is at the grand opening, but she's looking tacky around here. Oh, God. The bitch just can't dress. <laughs> like, nothing about nothing about Mary. Like, the hair don't be looking good. The makeup don't be looking good. The outfit don't be looking good. She don't be looking good. Like, it's, 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 it's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. But she just in the cut watching all this shit unfold. Jen... And Jen shows up. Meredith is there. This was my favorite part because talking about when Lisa and Meredith kind of got into it. Uh, no, not Lisa. Well, a little bit, but I I appreciated Meredith telling Lisa that she had no plans to try to control her friendship with Jen if that's what she chose to do. Um, the one thing I do not like about these women is they always trying to play peacekeeper. Until they on the other side of being violated. Because they tried to do that shit with Jen and Mary. But now that Jen and violated you, you don't want nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith, Jen tries to talk to Meredith and apologize for hurting and betraying her. And Meredith gave her the iciest reception ever. Like, yeah, you should have minded your business. Mm-hmm. And Jen looks appalled that Meredith was like, okay, best friends again. All is forgiven. Let's go. <laughs> the same woman who been having a meltdown about the Top Golf incident and saying it's because don't fuck with my family. Don't fuck with my kids. Don't fuck with my loved ones. Or you're going to get this version of me all the time. Was fucking with somebody's marriage. Was fucking with somebody's family life. And you think all should be forgiven when you have not even come forward and been honest with this woman about the shit that you said behind her back about her and her husband. I mean, what what do you really expect? How can somebody forgive you when you can't even really stand up in what you did? That part. This is one of those I'm apologizing just to get the shit over with so we can stop talking about it. And mm. I, I would be I would be Meredith too. 
And it's not even so much that you was running your mouth and shit because you really didn't know the full range of what me and Seth was going through in our marriage. Because it was some shit. It was some shit. And they were separated. And apparently they had both were seeing other people at some point in time in the situation. No big deal. That's the whole purpose of being separated because it gives you rain to start moving on legally. But don't act like you didn't do some shit that everybody's saying you did. We didn't yeah. seen, like you said, friend, we didn't seen the bean for this rollback and every fucking thing. But you still sitting up here acting like it's misunderstood. I wouldn't really give a fuck about her apology either. Not until she owned up to the shit she said. If I hurt you, I'm sorry. I would never do that. that is not That's what apology. people do when they don't want to take full accountability. They put that if in there. If exactly. I hurt you, it was never my intention. I would never try to hurt you. If but I you did, did this, if I did that, if you're but hurt, you if no. Yeah, you did it. You know what you did. Because I hate that shit. Talking about if. Like, nigga, like, I hate the if part because, nigga, ain't no if because if the if didn't exist, then we wouldn't be here in the first place. You did exactly. hurt me. You did hurt me. So you have to you have to take the if out of it. I hurt you. I understand that I hurt you. I apologize. I will do I the I ran my mouth steps. about some shit that I didn't have no business running my mouth about. And I need to sit down and shut the fuck up and mind my business in the near future. I was coming from a place of spite because I thought you were betraying our friendship for Mary. And I and I I acted out of character. You just gotta stand in your shit and own all of it. But mm-hmm. y'all, Jen tries, then she tried to apologize to Whitney, and I don't know what the fuck happened with that. If you tell me you gonna kill me and drown me in the lake and bury my body back there, I don't really want no apology, bitch. I want a restraining order. All <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. then she she half-assed apologized to Heather, not acknowledging that she put Heather in the middle of some shit that Heather had nothing to do with, accused Heather all time all type of bullshit when she was in fact the person that was in the wrong. Put her hands on Heather. And to be honest, I think Heather was a phenomenal friend in this situation because she definitely did not try to embarrass Jen publicly. She waited till it was her and Jen alone and was like, girl, you dead ass wrong. You the problem in this situation. You put your hands on me. You cussing everybody out. You being messy, talking behind folks back. You the problem in this situation and you need to make it right. And she didn't do that in front of the other girls. She waited till they was alone. So Heather, better friend, and I would have been to the uh to that uh African mass face bitch. Her face looked just like one of them African art pieces from uh um, the well, joint you... that uh Killmonger stole from the museum in Black Panther. <laughs> well, when you try to get surgery to imitate a black woman because you aren't one. Well, points were made, friend. Thank you for that. That's why I'm here. When everybody want to be a nigga, but they don't want to be a nigga. Mm-hmm. But you ugly. And you ain't going to never. Sharif don't want no yellow bone. That's the problem. No, all right. <laughs> okay, my bad. My bad, my bad. <laughs> this is the no yellow bone episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we listen. We moving on the Bell Collective uh, episode for bad brunch behavior. Friend, how many times I got to tell Tambra that her wigs and makeup give me casket sharp? <sighs> you know, I don't know much, but I but do I have some bad skin under that goddamn makeup. Cause baby in 4K, woo. Yeah, it, it looked it looked real bad. And again, I don't know much. You know, I do not try to you know pretend like I'm a fashionista and I know everything about everything. Them hats don't fit. I, I, I say all that to say I got eyes and I know what some shit just don't look right. I that that wig don't be right. That makeup don't be right. Them hats don't be the right size. It, 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 it just it. The, you just all good. wrong, Tamber. Just it just don't look good. The, the whole it, it just don't look good when you put when you piece it all together. It just don't look good. And Marie I feel and like she's one of those people. I feel like she's one of those people. Don't one of those women that like without all that shit, she don't look bad. I, but I feel like tr- at least for the show, it just. Her makeup work against her. I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah. You know what it is, friend. I hope they have a reunion because I would like to see her in professional makeup. That's what I want to see. I want to see her professionally made up because I feel like what we've seen so far is how she does her own makeup. You know what? And I, it don't. I, I agree. I agree. It don't. It don't work for us. It's, it it's not it for her. It don't curl all the way over. No, it don't. Um, Marie and her son go to counseling. And I just got a very simple question. How do you, why are you trying to control somebody that made three babies within a year, but also are coddling somebody that made three babies in a year? Yeah. That's a grown ass man doing grown man shit. When you make three babies in a year, you are He got three babies under the age of one. In a year, like when you do some shit like that, you with you, different you women. have you with different women. You have you are you are that's that's some shit niggas in they in they thirties do. Like you a man at this point, like yeah, you you're not you're not a, you're not a son no more. When you make a cognitive decision to have three babies by three different women in under a year, you, you are not a boy anymore. You are not a growing boy. You a grown ass man because that's a grown ass man decisions, and you, you, you gotta you gotta walk that shit. You gotta do hey. You was grown enough to and be having was, sex without a condom and not pulling out with three different women in under a year. Shit, you gotta be grown enough to take. Hey, you need you, you need to, to get out of his motherfucking business, and you need to take your hands and your finances off, and let him be responsible for them motherfucking three babies he done made. Now I get, but this is my thing, friend. This is why I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Marie with the mental health of my motherfucking goldfish, because you got a lot of unresolved trauma, and that's why you overcompensating and overdoing for your motherfucking son who done had three babies under a fucking in under a year you yes, have you not do. come to grips with the, your relationship with your own mama so you overcompensate with your son you lot of kids would be i ain't have my mama but you got no it's a way to support you not supporting you and you enabling and you coddling like you dead ass are taking care of his three kids that he made 
and they mamas and him and they mamas and putting him through college when you decide to have three babies with three different women within the same year you saying that you don't give a fuck about no college you give a fuck about getting out here in the real world and getting a job and taking care of your kids you, didn't you I say enabling. that like, yeah didn't I say that like when we first like I'm like like Here's the thing, like, I'm not saying you can't do both, um, that you can't work and also go to college. I mean, hello, I did it. But going to know, like, a, like you, 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 you have to weigh your options. Like, because, again, your primary responsibility right now should be them damn kids. Absolutely. Which means job, income, money, because you have three, three mouths to support. In some kind of way, shape, and capacity. Pretty much. Pretty fucking much. Like I just, shit. Like nigga, nigga, listen. Job so and shit. Do a community friend. college. Shit. Do two, do a two-year college. Do a trade school, something like a four-year. Go to barber school. But something. Become a welder. Do something. But you don't need when you have three babies back to back to back with different women, you don't need to be at no four-year university. Three hours away. I I absolutely like a, agree a, with Marie's being upset about that aspect of the situation. However, you enabled him to believe he could go three hours away and not be responsible for his children because up until that point, you had paid for them goddamn kids and their mamas like you was the daddy. So no, he didn't feel any responsibility or obligation to step up to the plate because you hadn't made him do it in all this time. So you played a role in that. You're not wrong. She's not wrong. No, nigga, you don't need to be in no college three three hours away from no fucking where. You got three babies and they got three mamas who doing all the heavy fucking lifting. You need to be here doing the heavy lifting too, but you ain't been making him do the heavy lifting. You and your husband is babysitting babies that y'all didn't make while he footloose and fancy free trying to pursue basketball dreams and shit. Uh-uh. And honestly, if we're real, honestly, and if we being real, on Marie's part, not only is she doing that, she also babysitting her husband. Yeah, she she her life dysfunctional all around. I was really excited to see a black mental health professional until we got to know her, and I'll pass. I'll pass. Yeah, it's 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 um, uh it's it's not looking good right now. I'm really tired of Antoinette and having biracial babies in the south. Why'd you marry Pink Dick then? That's my only question. <laughs> you knew it would be the outcome if you had kids with that white man, biracial babies. <laughs> you knew you wanted to open a practice in jackson mississippi so that means that you willing to have you were gonna raise a family in jackson mississippi why'd you marry that white man miss me with that bullshit just miss me with it i don't even want to hear it you playing in our face and your own goddamn face see you wouldn't have this problem you wouldn't have this problem if you dated exclusively black or if you stop worrying about what the fuck other people would think about your biracial kids in 2021. Also that. Shit. I think Tambra's storyline is a snooze fest and I'm, I don't care about it. I, I really don't. Like her and her You a grown titted woman 
Yeah, I, allowing I just, people to force you and pressure you into getting married. You built a career for yourself. You frozen your eggs in the event you decide you want kids. Baby, going to live your goddamn best life like you've been doing and tell other folks to get the fuck out your business. How y'all be doing all this women's empowerment, I'm strong shit, and it, it don't really apply across the board? Can nobody bully me into settling down with no fucking body? Well, that, there's that. Leave us alone with that shit. It's obvious settling down is not a huge priority for you. Having kids of your own is not a huge priority for you. And that is okay. There is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's a okay. Yeah, like you, like you gotta like she just gotta tell tell that, you know, uh like I will say I to an extent I get it because I mean, you know, if we wanna, you know, go a little deep here. Uh, patriarch is a motherfucker, right? Uh, particularly, it's a motherfucker here in the South um, because, like, that pressure for women to settle down, have kids, and shit, like, it's prevalent everywhere. But in the yeah. South, it it really is like it runs like, deep. Yeah, it it runs deep. It runs deep. So, like, I get it. Like, I'm not without empathy on that part because it it runs deep. Shit, I don't shit. It, it don't ran in my family, you know. And once I got older and I learned that shit, I was, you know. Like, you know, the older heads in my family, they would still be into that shit. But I'll be telling some of my, you know, cousins, you know, that's my age, like, girl, fuck that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I get it. At the same time, though, just tell these people, fuck them. Fuck it. Shit. I ain't got to sell them. These niggas ain't shit, which, I mean, they ain't. They not on my level. I don't want to settle. That's not a priority for me right now. I'll do it when I'm ready. Basically. That's it. Because the they're not going to beat your ass. They're not. Um, I think these brunches are so cheesy. Okay, I'm, th- I'm thankful we said it. Because let me tell you something. Again, I'm from the South, born and raised. I think raised. the weird gone with the wind bullshit is very it, cheesy. It, listen, 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 listen to me, friend. Listen. Listen. I ain't never... I mean ever, and I mean ever, been out to a goddamn brunch and done sat around and just observed the people and just seen like no- Scarlett O'Hare. <laughs> and I and I know I know. <laughs> I'm joking. That's Scarlett O'Hare. Because I know I know. Woo. there's that culture in the south of big hats fancy clothes but that what they're doing that's not it that limited, that's that shit weirdo. usually is reserved for church yeah not no goddamn brunch it's weird um it's given it's given hamilton this is a let me tell you but about Marie, you every episode you further confirm how messy and miserable you are because Antoinette speaking to you in a setting where she is speaking to every woman that is there and you are trying to make it some weird ass we got beef shit oh so you speaking to me because Latrice not here no bitch I'm speaking to you because I'm speaking to everybody in the fucking room I done hugged everybody in the fucking room. 
I'm being cordial. I'm being professional. I'm making sure that this woman's event goes off without a hitch, even though you did some other bullshit, Antoinette. And we, I'm, we, fin, we finna drag you. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. You, we finna but yeah, drag I don't you. Give but Marie, just, I don't. Yeah, Marie is weird. Like, why are you? You are looking for 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 mess and drama and negativity in public places where you should be supportive of your friend. Exactly. That's the weird part. But that's because you got all that hell going on in your in your life. That's what your that real life. If you was mm. to see Antoinette in the grocery store and she tried that, then cool. Hit that bitch with the mm, no. But every time you in a setting amongst your friends and people that you say you fuck with, you keep up the most shit. Yeah, public events and public settings. Friend, friend hosted events at that. So why you always got to do this shit at a brunch? Yeah, the title for this for this episode is perfect. Bad brunch behavior. Right. Now I want to get to these privileged light skinned women thinking they don't have light skin privilege. <laughs> it was it was very apparent. Hey, hey, before you go, Canada, I was like, well, ain't this Twitter? It definitely is Twitter. Tambra and Antoinette. Y'all are some very fair-skinned black women. Mm-hmm. By no fault of your own. Nobody's asking you to apologize for that. But if you're going to be pro-black this and pro-black that, you've got to stand up in the fact that you have possibly experienced racism on a different level than darker black women. Yeah, or a lesser level. That's not saying you don't experience racism. Yeah, I'm not, not saying that this is. I'm. Yeah, I'm but not saying different. you don't. It hit. Different. But it hit different. It hit different. And Antoinette, you comparing you working in a white male-dominated field to the in the colorism black women experience amongst their own people and the racism they experience outside of it it you can't compare you can't compare because if you were darker you would have experienced it worse in your field and i think that's the point that you're missing it's not that you haven't experienced it it's not that anybody is taking away your experience it's that we know a darker woman would have experienced it a lot worse. Yeah, that's what most fair-skinned people like. It's like, like whenever colorism comes up, it's it's they all lives matter. It's like you, we all black. Like yes, nigga, we all black. We experience racism, but darker-skinned black people tend to experience it far worse because yes you black but it's also you dark and black and like historically the darker you have you have been the worse you're treated because it's 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 like it's like they turn up the racism when you're darker nobody's saying you don't experience racism if you're fairer you know a fairer skinned black person nobody's saying that you just don't it hit like it hit different for for me you know being darker than it would like my light, lighter skin colleague, it hit different. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> so. 
Speaking of fair skin, bitch. <laughs> what in the motherfucker <laughs> made you invite this white woman to this brunch that she had no place being at, Antoinette? You are dead the fuck wrong. You are dead wrong. And this is my problem with the fair skin folks. Why, Why would you do that? Idea? This is a setting for black women. Even though I think it's cheesy with the costumes and the way y'all dress. Mm. At its core, this is a setting for black women to come and pour into each other. Invest in each other. Discuss opportunities with each other network with each other and you got this haphazard bullshit ass white woman in an environment where she should not be able to have any fucking country even the affirmations this bitch talking about i think i'm a white woman like come on and like come on. the the, cra- the 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 crazy part is it's like she went Full white woman. I mean, she could not have been more. white people. We don't talk about y'all like this, really. You a lie, <laughs> really, really. I ha- I had a problem with them chasing this white woman down to coddle her mm-hmm. and 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 help her deal with her white guilt. And I had a yeah, problem that's all with that them. Was. Eating up they goddamn lives because if you think this white bitch from this southern white family that has been in the south all their goddamn life, her and her family have never been unkind, unjust, unfair to black people, you are boo boo the fucking fool and you can buy my beachfront property here in Denver, Colorado. Yes, you can. I got some beachfront prop right off the ocean in Denver, Colorado that you can buy in this landlocked state. There is no such thing as non-prejudiced white people. White people at their core have been taught and socialized to believe they are superior to black people. And even if that bias is is in their subconscious, they carry it out when they feel a need to. You will not play in our goddamn face, white woman. No, you will not. You will not play in our motherfucking face. My thing was, my thing was, even, let's say, You specifically, white woman, have never done this, right? I, again, I'm not the boo boo fool, but I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, let's just walk through it. Let's just say you haven't done this. Why did you feel the need to not only get up and cry, but then be like, white people don't do this? These black women are literally telling you that white people do this. So therefore, <laughs> Something should click in your head that if this does not apply to you, you should have let it flow. But instead, you got defensive and decided you wanted to take up for all white people, which lets me know 
that you absolutely have been racist because that was your white guilt setting in. Because anybody with any lick of, 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 of privilege that actually is doing work to unlearn that shit and hold themselves and their appeals accountable, they let that shit fly. Listen, I'm a uh, cishet man. Do you, the, the amount of time cishet men be getting dragged, rightfully so, every goddamn day, do you think I react to that shit? No. Because I know it's truth. And I know as much work as I'm, I have done and, and continue to do to better myself and also hold my other pills accountable, I'm just one person. I'm not finna sit up here and down across from me and knowing that generally, historically speaking, men are fucking terrible. That's what you should have done. Cause you, these black women are literally sitting up here telling you white people generally historically are fucking terrible to black people. And your white ass went full Karen. And I was disappointed that they went out of their way to call to you and assault you talking about, well, we don't mean white people. We don't, we don't, we don't hate white people. Why the fuck don't y'all? Cause I mean, when we look at the material, Hey, when we look at hey, when we look at white privilege literally in y'all face acting out right now, mm-hmm. so I did. And I so, say all that to say I did not like it. <laughs> did not like it at all. Now, the problem I had was this was Letitia's event. It was her job to redirect the focus of her brunch. It was not Marie's job or Essie's job to step in and nastily tell this white woman what they are or are not about to talk about. Marie, Letitia and Tambra should have done that. And instead of doing, instead of pulling Tambra or Letitia to the side and saying, Sis, I know you got an announcement to make. Uh, let's, you know, can you make sure Tambra redirect the conversation or you redirect the conversation so we can hear what the announcement is and go from there. Instead, as usual, you chose to be unprofessional, trifling, start an argument at your friend's event where the, where one of the city councilmen was and one of the women who is absolutely important to what she's trying to do with this Fair Street project and show your ass. You know, like Mayor, Marie, Marie, I almost called her Mary. Um, <laughs> Marie has a bad tendency to try to control everything, 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 everything when they out in public. And I believe it's, again, Everything can be harking back to her to her personal life. And that's because as much as she tries to have a control on everything in her personal life, that shit is crumbling before her very eyes and our very eyes. Like she can't control Agreed. things going on in her personal life. So she tries to control the situations when with the other ladies when they have something going on. And I'm noticing that with her, and this is just two episodes in. Or three, two or three. I, f- I forget how many. Four. 
Oh, for, God damn, child, I came mad today. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she has to control everything. Mm. Also, we can be honest and say the white, the way that white woman was speaking to her, she should have got stumped out by that group of black women. Yeah, it was like I some... sat there and was watching her be condescending, telling that woman to come here then, like she was some type of fucking slave or dog. Like two things can be right at the same time. Marie showed her ass as usual and embarrassed Letitia and what she was trying to do and bring to the table. And also that white woman should have been escorted out that fucking event. I mean, she shouldn't have been there to be to, in the first place. I mean, we could start yeah, and end there. Absolutely. Like, um, not only I'm she sad. should... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm sad because it ended up with the councilman leaving. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad for Letitia. She seems really passionate about this. Um, but I don't know that this project is going to get off the ground because after the appraisal person and all of them hit her with the prices shit they was talking about it costing a million and a half dollars to renovate one building right fair street is more than one building right like it's called fair street not fair building yeah fair street is is a street a strip of black owned businesses at the time if you're trying to bring that strip back you got to be looking at a 40 50 million dollar overhaul in total Mm-hmm. so maybe you need to reconsider because she thought she was just going to be in be able to walk in and buy those buildings you can't buy historic buildings like that it's a lot of loopholes you got to get through people yeah. know what those buildings are worth abandoned or not so i mean i i hate she had to find out like that but i don't know good luck honey but the way Marie keep carrying on, you ain't gonna never get to tell the other ladies what you're trying to do. <laughs> right? Because Marie gonna, Marie gonna ruin that shit <laughs> with the way she be carrying on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, well, like, like like you said, two things can be true at the same time. Marie, Marie is a bozo and showed her ass, but also y'all gave that white woman way too much. Way, way too much. Especially after she had just showed her ass with her white guilt seeping out. Like, the fuck? Exactly. So, I mean, that was it for that, but Marie need to be checked. Yeah, she do. And Antoinette needs to be checked for bringing that white woman for bringing that white woman to a black women's empowerment branch. Right, you really need to have a conversation <laughs> with her about that. Right, like you go bring you gonna bring a you gonna bring a colonizer to an Africans only event during Black History Month on this land. Exactly. Which let's move on to the land of little people. Um, <laughs> that was a hell of a segue. <laughs> You did that. I can get to you, friend. You did that. That was a hell of that's a hell of a damn segue. <laughs> Land of and the, it's the alliteration for me. That's why I was possible show title. Possible show title. Possible show title. Write it down. 
um, we're going to head over to Atlanta for Little Women. And, well, episode two, Minnie's Got a Man. Okay, before we get to that, a beer, bitch, are you okay? No, she You not. can't be okay. No, she Because, not. bitch, ain't no way in hell you think you deserve no apology for them twins for a fight you started. Right. They didn't want to come like, to your apartment yo, like, yo, your party, yo. bitch. Why are you so upset? Yo, friend, like they like I look like did you catch like they dead ass rolled the footage back? Like, why you two bobblehead bitches that show up to my event? Girl, what? <laughs> what? This like you said that shit. We got we, we they got we you have said a that shit in 4K. <laughs> if we have a report, friend, we could joke like that. We joke like that, friend, but we yes. are actually friends. Yes. You are not those women's friends. You have been bullying on them them twins since you were introduced to the franchise. Yeah. I don't want to come to your housewarming party, bitch. And then especially if we at somebody else's event and your opening line when you see us is, why you two bobblehead bitches didn't come to my house? <laughs> like how you, like you literally went full two pot. Like fuck your bitch and the click you claim, girl. What the fuck did you think was gonna happen? Listen, that's what we said last week. We're not mad at the twins spitting at you. We just want them to own up to it. But Absolutely. you deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. Um, after that fight, I guess Miss Juicy had a, a period of enlightenment and decided to invite mm-hmm. Minnie over mm-hmm. uh, to apologize for accusing her of lying about her health issues. And mm-hmm. in that, um, it that's why this F season, I feel like we needed to watch it, but it's bittersweet because we see a lot of growth from Minnie as well because she owned up to the fact that in the past she has not been very honest about things in her life. And so she she understood where the sentiment came from, but it was still something that never should have came from Miss Juicy Mouth. Because exactly. even if you felt like she was lying about her health, again, it would have came out in the wash, like it always do. It came out in the wash, she was lying about Pastor Troy and all that other shit. So if somebody got a track record of just being super dishonest, when it comes to their health, something as personal as their health, you don't have to try to stick your nose in that. Because even even with that, will come to the light. Exactly. Um. So they apologized, and many accepted it. Uh, Moni says she called Marlon cheat when it average size woman. Hey man. Hey. And he had to cheat on her to realize that ain't shit in the streets for him. He a typical nigga. Yeah, typical, typical nigga, typical nigga. That's how all typical niggas cheat. Mm-hmm. I realized I was just these hoes girls. ain't about nothing. Right these hoes ain't about nothing. You got my heart. You home. You da 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 da, girl. Yeah, yeah typical nigga I shit. Mean, I was just the fucking most... them girls. I was gonna get right back. This the pettiest shit of it all, though. Miss Juicy call them balsamic, balsamic. That shit got me hollering. <laughs> Everybody at the table was pissed off. Hey. My girl say it looked like gravy, but what would it go on? Nah, this balsamic. 
What? Juicy. I just. Uh... And again, you the elder, <laughs> you the you the elder stateswoman on the show, and you just Balsalamic. And the way the closed captioning was spelling it on my TV. Hey, that shit had me screaming. <laughs> Y'all Balsalamic. That's my type of care at all. See, that's why I need to be like, I need to get in, into like cinematography and shit and videography being like behind the scenes and shit. Cause that's some shit I would do with my petty ass. <laughs> Cause um, bitch, what? <laughs> a beer is delusional. And she, and <laughs> when her and Miss Juicy went to the nail salon, Bitch, they had rolled the camera footage back four times, and then every every time you the one that clocked Juicy in her head with that goddamn glass and gave her that gash. <laughs> you the one that opened her forehead up, talking about that wasn't me, that was them. No, that was you, bitch. Again, in 4K. <laughs> in 4K, we see you bust that woman head to the white meat. <laughs> She got two little band-aids on that motherfucking forehead as we speak, two flesh-colored band-aids. She... <laughs> Whole episode, we looking at her band-aids and shit. her up. Talking about, I didn't hit you with the glass. Yes, you did, bitch. Now, maybe you didn't attempt to hit her because you were trying to hit the twins, but that does not negate the fact that you hit her. <laughs> It was you that bopped her in the head with that glass and busted that shit open. Because listen, she oh, said, "I'm bleeding." <laughs> she was leaking and squeaking, <laughs> leaking and squeaking. Because Amira, I don't know, you know, maybe you can't do math, but it was three people fighting. You was one of them, and all, and the other two didn't have a glass. So process of elimination. <laughs> Yeah, that okay. I thought that was me because I was like, I don't remember both them twins having drinks in their hand. Oh, the beer was the only one that had a drink. Like they drew, they they had a drink initially, but by the time the shit really popped off, they had tossed their glasses down. Yeah, they had set their drinks down. Because remember, they they was drinking, but like they were they didn't have the drinks in their hand when they was arguing because they stood up. They put the they put their drinks down. The beer still had hugs. Child. Also, how you want the support of them twins when you keep bullying on them? I don't understand how this works. I don't. Where? Where's the disconnect for you? Also, when the twins said a beard, talk about they height, they head, they this friend. Ooh, this ooh. Ooh, I don't want to be problematic. Ooh, but I don't have a choice. Every mother, every little person on this show got a big fucking head. Yeah. Every per, think, every I little person on was, this show got the elongated head. I think that was kind of their with point, the big though. hands and the big booty, and they walk weird. I think that was kind of their point, though. Like Abira makes fun of them for having traits that they all have. So it's like, girl, why are you doing that? I think that was their point. A beer looked like a a a, a shishu. A, 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 a what? A, a dog, a little <laughs> shishu. She. You mean a shishu? <laughs> nah, shishu. Nah, she ugly. A shitsu is cute. She not. <laughs> 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 
Now Brandon, you we need to close to the- for you too. <laughs> now you can't compare it to the cute version of the dog. She like the bitch Stewie version of it, a shishu. Y'all remember? Y'all know how I like to bring up bitch Stewie. That's my favorite thing to bring up. Like when we discuss Drake and uh, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, she is the bitch. She the bitch Stewie version of a cute dog. Like she got a long ass head. Then they sitting in the. First of all, why is you sitting in that nail salon with snot running down your goddamn nose crying? You alienated them twins from you. They don't owe you nothing. Yeah. I, I don't have no patience. She, but like I mean, it's, 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 it. it's, it's like I said last week. She like, we don't have to assign a, a mental illness or anything to her bearer. She just a typical narcissist. As, she a narcissist as, as, and she a bully. As most bullies most bullies tend to be they're just narcissists like Which, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm keep talking shit about you but how dare you not support me yeah like i'm mean to you i'm unfair to you i disrespect you i'm unkind to you but when i want you to show up for me bitch you better be there and be on time girl nah and them twins exactly. is like girl nah fuck you yeah <laughs> i want to So apparently, Amanda don't know how pregnancy and surrogacy work. Mm-hmm. You only your tubes only need to be functional if you trying to have your own babies. Surrogacy is them implanting a fertilized egg in somebody's uterus. I don't think she knows uh, how any of this works. Little bitches, little brain. Moving on. Um, okay, Moni, take this nigga back. You getting on our nerves. Uh, you didn't talk about the nigga had on his cheating jacket. She was mad. <laughs> <laughs> Not his cheating jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the nigga was cheating, she said he that's the jacket he had on in the pictures. Um, she cut the jacket up, all custom out and shit. But then she went back to a beer house and started defending them. Girl, go back to your husband and leave us alone. You don't owe us no explanation. Yeah, that's why I really didn't get to investor because I was like, I've seen this before. She gonna go back to that nigga. Yeah, we see this play out all the time. Um, then now we get to the, to the good part, which is the last part of the episode. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Minnie's boyfriend's friends. Minnie's boyfriend didn't give me bad vibes, he seemed to really like her. He chased her down for a good while, he was after her. He got the woman he wanted. I guess we're gonna see a little bit more this season before her untimely passing. But his friends rubbed me the wrong way and I'm not sure. I'm kind of like sitting on the fence because I feel like these are the type of niggas that flirt with women the same way they was flirting with them. So mm. maybe it had nothing to do with their size. They was just trifling like that. But then at the same time, if that's how you interact with women you don't know in general, you are everything we say be wrong with these niggas in the street. No, I don't think you're overreacting because I've seen these type of, of, of niggas before. I used to have 
niggas that I called friends act like this and I had to cut them off because it's like, nigga, you do not have to talk to women like this, especially women you do not know. I mean, you don't need to talk to women like this in general, but especially women you do not know. Like, nigga, this is not a cute means of flirting. Like, this is you being a creep. So you are not overreacting. I've seen these type yeah, of niggas. Yeah, I think they I... was being a creep, but I don't think they was being a creep because they was little. I think they creeps in general. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, the part yeah, that, wrong, that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was kind of like they didn't see anything wrong with getting overtly sexual with women they only been in the presence of for five or ten minutes yeah absolutely that's what that's what i'm saying like i you're not over you're not overthinking it like these these niggas absolutely are creeps and i feel like the the women felt like it was because they was little but i don't think it was because they was little that was an added layer but these niggas are just creeps in general is the vibe i got from them i can i can see that I i can see that i'm pretty sure that they are on the defense because of how people men fetishize little women yeah like if we was to look at it a lot of these women on this show are dating average size men yeah because i mean even with little men because i mean we even know that men do that with like little women who are like you know regular size little women you know so I understood why they was on the defensive about it. And again, you can't never put nothing past men anyway. Uh, I just no. think they were being creeps in general, but it would not surprise me if also there was an added layer because, you know, they are little women. Because again, you just can never put nothing past men. Yeah, never. Um, that was the end of the episode. The twins came, hung out, <laughs> a beer left. I was glad a beer left. You got too much animosity towards these these twins, and I think it's just jealousy. These twins have honestly built a life a life for themselves through this show, through through twerking. You know what I'm saying? Um, through through sex work. You know, if we was to be honest, and you really don't have much to show for yourself. You got an apartment and four kids with all the different baby daddies. Who none of them seem to really be in the picture. So I don't know. Cause that music career dance show ain't getting off the ground no time soon. They just seem jealousy. Seem like jealousy. But then in the next episodes, Minnie's mama is gonna meet Nick, and she seemed rude as hell to him. And um, I guess we're gonna take it from there. I don't know in which episodes. Um, you know, many passes away. So I don't know how much longer we have left seeing her on the show, but it's good to see her growth and it was good to see her be happy in these episodes where we do see her. So good. That's yeah. a good thing. It seems like, you know, unfortunately, her life was cut short, unfortunately, but it seems like before she, you know, unfortunately passed away and is no longer with her, she seems like she was at peace and in a good yeah, space. Certainly. Now on to our to the big mess. Speak Love the opposite mess. of peace. The, the opposite of hell. Love, <laughs> Love and marriage Huntsville season two episode twelve. Mark telling it like it is. Okay, here we go. First of all, I want to talk about I found I, I found Melody and Martell on Twitter. Neither of them verified, so I don't know if it's really them or not at this point. Mm. But 
Melody's Twitter page shared a, a interview she did for the blog Madame Noir, and one quote really stood out. She says, when I left Martell on April 4th, I did not even know about the unexpected child. I didn't find that out until May. I left because God said go. So when mm. she left, she was just tired of trying at that point. He wasn't doing right in the article. I read the whole article and I retweeted this on my timeline. In the article, she says that she tried to stay, tried to work through it um right after she left him right after she had the new baby she mm. said that she was in the shower one day and she just broke down crying she said she felt empty she felt depleted and at that point she said that's when god told her it's time to go this is this not it no more you gave mm. it a fair shot he's still doing the same shit and nothing is gonna change so she didn't even know that he was still cheating on her when she left she just knew that she could not forgive him. She could not stay in that marriage any longer. And she had to keep it pushing. Um, good for her. If you look at the older episodes and you look at the newer ones, she look healthier. Yeah. She look, she look happier. Getting that weight she off you, we'll, we'll do that. She look well rested. She look like she can sleep at night. She look like she got peace. She doesn't even look the same. Like dead ass when I because they showed the uh, old episodes before they aired the new ones at you know which is typical, and she had lost a lot of weight in that uh, in that first part of season two. She didn't put on weight. She looked good. Hair looked good. I'm happy for her because this nigga is really showing his colors and he is unraveling. And friend, the part that's killing me is imagine cheating on somebody. For almost half a decade, getting the mistress pregnant twice, and then trying to police who your soon-to-be ex-wife is, is talking to. Mm. If this dumb bald-headed nigga got nothing else, he got fucking audacity. As niggas tend to do. And I feel like Mel deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for not knocking him in his goddamn dumbass bald head every time she see him. Because mm. I would I would consider putting my hands on him every time he was in my presence. Because every time he in her presence, he starts some shit with her. He cannot just leave her alone and let her be at peace. Because he not at peace. He don't have no peace. He thought what he was he, looking for in the streets too much was in that... Yeah. He thought what he was looking for in them streets was in that side, bitch, and it ain't no peace there. He miserable. He miserable as hell. But boy, keep Letitia off my TV screen. <laughs> keep Letitia mush mouth ass off my TV screen with all that fucking whining. All she do is whine and cry about loyalty this and loyalty that. You are 40 fucking years old with two kids and a husband. <laughs> Kimmy got a grown ass son married to Maurice who got a child. Why are you talking about loyalty like y'all in a gang in high school? Nobody got to get between you and male shit, period, because it's not that deep. You are mm. mad because you wish you was male. I, I truly believe that Tisha wishes she had the courage and strength male had 
to get up and leave Marceau bald headed, stupid ass. Because she, she is miserable in that marriage. She has not created anything for herself. Nothing is her name is not on anything. She is merely his wife. She is miserable in that marriage, and she is miserable in that in that marriage because she is merely his wife. Yep. He does not see her as anything other than the person that takes care of whatever he needs her to take care of when he don't feel like doing it. That includes the kids, the house, and the business. And cooking, she is, everything. She is, an, like he, she is an underpaid assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And she miserable. And it shows because I was like, girl, I'm like, am I looking at Letitia um, or am I looking at Jen Shaw? I think Letitia, I think Letitia is worse because at least Jen Shaw got businesses outside of Sharif. I don't know how lucrative her businesses are, but she's got something outside of him. True. This woman's whole life is attached to this man. The kids, the marriage, the businesses. She tried with the podcast. She's not doing that. Now she's going back to school. She is trying so hard to build an identity for herself that she can't do it. And she saw that on separate occasions, Mel was like, I don't need you to be happy. I'm going to be okay without you. And she walked away from her marriage twice and kept her head up. She yeah. don't have that type of courage and she wishes she did. Cause the cause say what you want about say what you want about Mel, she gonna get to a bag. Yeah, she gonna get to a bag for sure. Um can't say so that about Martin, Letitia, because hell her nigga don't no. allow her to get to a bag. No. And Mel was getting to a bag with or without Martel's support. Yeah. Um Mel's mama comes over because Mel decided to get her own house since Martel would not move out. She went and got her own place. Like we just said, bitch, keep a bag and can provide for herself. She went and got a bigger house, a better house for her Mm. and the kids. Her mom came over to help her pack. And she was replaying a conversation where Martel told her he thought by this point, the elder women at this point would have convinced her to come back home to him. (laughs) <laughs> that nigga was like so y'all so y'all just ain't gonna so so y'all not gonna convince her in the name of patriarchy to take my sorry ass back wow and mel said she asked him if uh he has spoken to the elder men and you mm. know what advice they gave him mm. He should have just made those women. He should have made the woman sign an NDA if they didn't have nothing to lose like him. Not he shouldn't have cheated. Not they should have sought help before he stepped out the marriage. But just make them bitches sign an NDA next time. And this is why men are trash. And this is advice he's getting from other men. So... Then you know, you know, this was my favorite part of this episode, friend. His friend came by to talk to him, friend and business partner. 
to tell him that his personal life, his reputation has taken such a hit that it's affecting business. Mm. And that he was going to be the face of an upcoming development. And listen to this friend, he and Mel own 47 acres of land. When we said our bitch get to the bag, she get to a bag. Her name mm -hmm. is on that property. He can't sell that property without Melody Hope. Mm. Um, that his personal life was ruining it. And he gonna say, no, it's not. No, it's not. And his friend who apparently has had infidelity in his marriage called him out and said, you doing all of this, but was you thinking about this when you was cheating? Was mm. you thinking about your family? Was you thinking about full custody? Was you thinking about any of this when you was cheating? And he gonna say, no. We can tell. I was gonna say, it shows. His, friend, his friend pulled this whole card and was like, this is you being arrogant. This is you being bitter, trying to take the kids away from her. Talking about full custody. This don't have nothing to do with you feeling like you the better parent or want to be a full-time dad. This is you using that to get at her because you know that's that's the, the breaking point for her is the kids. Like, imagine trying to be get full custody now when you wasn't a full-time parent in that marriage. Just like like the, the arrogance and the audacity of niggas. It's truly astounding, really. It's almost unbelievable. Like nigga, you wasn't you was barely a parent in your when you had your wife. Now all of a sudden you now all of a sudden you want to be Mr. Father of the Year, act like you father of the year, talking about you think the kids will be better, better under you. How? How? Like, le legitimately, tell me how. Outside of keeping a roof over their head, which is like the barest of minimum. Because Lord knows, you, Lord knows you weren't doing none of the, none of the goddamn emotional and the domestic pu pulling and lifting that's needed to provide for children. You was leaving all that to mail. Because that's what she quote unquote mm -hmm. supposed to do as a wife, mother. But now all of a sudden um, you think you'll be better fit as a parent. I know you fucking lying to me, nigga. The funny part is Marceau <laughs> Marceau can't stand Wanda. I mean, to be And fair, rightfully I'm, so. I'm with him on that. <laughs> to be rightfully fair. so. She messy. Because I can't stand her. You. <laughs> she messy as hell. And, and still married, but worrying about Melody and Martell, you married and in a whole nother relationship. You refuse to get fully divorced from your husband so that you can move on with your life. And when Marceau called her out about that, I like to slid out my bed. <laughs> Cause it's what, it's what her messy old ass deserve. Um, like imagine, imagine friend, imagine imagine you still married you 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 married but got a whole nother ass relationship and you had the audacity and nerve to be worried about what the fuck melody and the hopes got going on i know you fucking lying then mad 
and in people and grown ass people's business about who they can and cannot be friends with or whatever. When again, you got a whole husband that you done mentally checked out of, emotionally checked out of, physically checked out of for whole for eight or four years now, but still legally married to the nigga, yet you in a whole goddamn relationship. Imagine. And I appreciated Tisha and Marceau basically saying that ain't our business. And we're not about to get into it. If that's true, that's messed up, but let me stay in my lane. And also, I know Melody hate to hear, but Marceau has a point. Mel does bring a lot of their issues to social media and people will discuss it. Yeah. You're on a whole reality show. People are going to discuss yeah. your marital issues. Yeah, we're doing it now, right the, now. The call <laughs> is coming from inside the house because we discuss y'all marital issues too. And you need to look in your own goddamn mirror before you start talking about Martell and, and Melody. Because y'all shit is, ain't, ain't on a stable foundation either, if we're being honest. Yeah. You ain't having no outside babies. You ain't been caught cheating. But you're not that great of a, a husband. Right. And your wife miserable. Because of because of you. So let's now point that finger back at yourself. Right. Which like speaking you. of, I like Kimmy. I like Kimmy. I like Kimmy that she's not going to be bullied into losing her identity because she's a Scott. And she made it plain and clear when they was talking about Scott Manor. I don't want to live that closely to your family. I like having my personal space. I like having privacy. I don't want to live in an area where we so close to your family, everybody think it's an open door policy. She's you, but that's what happens when you marry somebody that's much younger than you. Cause Kimmy's got quite a bit of age on uh, Maurice. Yeah. You get used to a certain lifestyle. You get used to privacy. You you don't have no big family. He got to come from a family and they meddlesome and they messy and they dramatic like with uh, Letitia and shit. And now, you know, you got to pick and choose. And the question is, what's going to happen if he moves forward with Scott Manor? Are y'all going to live in separate homes as a married couple? Because if y'all do that, y'all might as well shit put put a put a bow on the bears right there. Cause that ain't gonna end well. And I also believe that Maurice is right about her son. You're not teaching him work ethic by saying stay at a job you hate instead of pursuing something in the field that you love and want to be in. Why do you want your son to be miserable? <laughs> Like, can we be honest? Can like, can we be like? He wants to be an entrepreneur. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. He wants to get into flipping houses. He wants to get in. Why is he like not working? <laughs> why is he not working for Scope or why is he not working for Hope and Hope? Where yeah. this is a lot of what they do. They develop commercial and residential property. They flip houses. They do this, do that, and the third. Why is he working in a field that's not remotely related to what he actually wants to do? And it's not making in the name of work ethic. That's not like, work ethic. Like that's listen, wasting that is, time and energy. That's misery. Like nigga, listen, it's already trash enough. We got to work under capitalism, and now you want him to be miser- even more miserable on top of that. 
Like, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's, this is one of those things where I talk about often parents think they're doing what's best at the moment, but they really are missing the mark terribly. And if your husband can't come to you to, about his stepson and say, hey, I think you're missing the mark because you don't have no problem inserting yourself into shit that got nothing to do with monster. We've seen that in previous seasons. Mm. You will dive head first into business when it comes between Maurice and his kid's mom and the kid. You all in the middle and up and through it. But he can't have a say so. But like, now hey. he can't say any, he can't have any say so where your son is concerned. And that's going to create a rift as well if you don't really get a hold on that. Right. So. Like, why you want your we, son to stay at a job that he miserable at? That don't make no sense. Cause it so, ain't like he it ain't like he ain't trying to work. He just want to work into something that he that he's happy in that he's comfortable in. Why are you not supporting that? <laughs> exactly. Well, to the final showdown, Martell and Melody Melody have a showdown every episode. All right. And I next one ain't gonna be no different than these last two. First of all, Melody gave you her new address in good faith. Because that's where the kids are. You don't have a right to pop up. If you want to come by and see the kids when she when they're with Melody for her two to three weeks, you need to call her. You need to send a text. You need to see what's up. You do not have the right to just pop up because that's where your kids are. Exactly. You had all these type of privileges when y'all was married and in one household, but you didn't want to do that. You was too busy talking about even though I was cheating, I was still coming home every night. Like that made you a much better man or some bullshit. Mm. You don't get to pop up at her house. You don't pay bills there. But when you pop up, you create friction. And to find out that this all boils down to the fact that her sex drive started to dwindle So you accused her of not taking care of home because she was apparently doing it for somebody else. You a fucking fool. How much energy energy do you think this woman should have to fuck on you when y'all got three kids? Mm. And she's trying to have her own career and she's supporting your career at Holton Hope. And she's doing a lot of the parenting because again, don't plan our fucking face. We don't know much, but we know in a motherfucker plan in our face. You could not have been a full-time father like you paint yourself to be when you was carrying on a whole nother relationship with a whole nother woman outside your marriage and was making babies with this woman. How have you been a full-time father for years if you was doing that? How? Listen, let me tell, tell you us. something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A nigga who was having a breakdown about having to either order some food and or cook for his own damn children is not finna play in my face and that like he been a full-time parent. You can go to hell. Mm-hmm. You can go to hell. And let, let's let's just let's say for the sake of argument, you like sex 
was that important in y'all relationship and her sex drive dwindled on you should have well you should have the emotional intelligence but i answer my own question because men in general don't have emotional intelligence or don't develop it and martel damn sure don't but nigga why did you not communicate with that that with your wife and maybe y'all could have worked something out or maybe y'all could have you know you know went to counseling or something other than you stepping out on your marriage twice and putting your dick somewhere where it was not melody exactly you didn't think to do that because you didn't think exactly you playing in our fucking face you was never present and accounted for how could you have been you was carrying on two full-time relationships one with your wife one with your girlfriend of course her sex drive is going to dwindle and as melody said through all the cursing she wasn't no dick sucking queen when she met you. So how, why did you expect her to become one after? Well, also that you knew the type of woman you had when you married her. But again. And also, hold on, let me say this. Let me say this. Maybe, just maybe, it should have popped in your peabody ass goddamn head that maybe the reason my wife's sex drive has decreased is because she is putting in 90% of the work in this goddamn marriage and I'm just over here paying some bills. Hello? Maybe, just maybe, if I stepped up more in other areas and took the burden off of her, then maybe she wouldn't be so damn tired because she wouldn't be having to pull the load by her goddamn self and maybe, just maybe, she'll be healthier and in a better space where we can have more sex. Mm-hmm. Never, and, none of that ever thought to cross your goddamn mind. And, and love her from a place of compassion and empathy so that she can feel comfortable opening up to, to have new sexual experiences with you. Yeah, love her from a place so deeply that she is intrigued and excited to, open to up fuck you in a way deeply. she has never fucked you before. I I fully understand why she, she would be turned off by you. You a fucking narcissist, and the only time you give praise is when somebody's doing exactly how you want shit done when you want it done when you say to do it. Any other time, you are a complaining, miserable, whining, selfish, bald-headed bitch. Fuck you. Go lay up with your girlfriend who should have had your son by now and leave her to fuck alone and let her move on with her life and sign the fucking divorce papers. Give her her half because you didn't have shit when y'all got together. That's mm. why her name is on every fucking thing. Mm. You're not going to be able to leave her high and dry because mm. her name is on every fucking thing. And that's really why you're mad. And raise your motherfucking kids. Co-parent. Get them acclimated with their new brother. Yeah. You a father of five. Yeah. Act like it. Yeah. 
I can't wait for next episode because Wanda's gonna tell Melody she deserves so much better and she proud of her for moving on. And Martell is gonna fucking lose it. Which she is gonna melt which, down. Which you right, but also Wanda girl, shut the hell up. Uh, ain't nobody asking you, bitch. Right. It's like you you got a point, but go girl, you can also go to hell. But at the same time, I'm also here for Martell having a meltdown. So it's exactly. like it's a, it's a lot of conflicting feelings because you know what I'm saying. Like on the one hand, wanted to write, but also wanted to go to hell. But also, you made Martell have a meltdown. So it's like, ugh, God damn it! <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that was it. That was it. It's been good. It's gonna be even better now that we don't have to talk about uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta next week. And we're gonna get into the first part of Salt Lake City reunion. Right. And things keep getting messier and messier with our three new add-ins. So I'm excited about that. Um, happy Super Bowl Sunday if you watch it. Enjoy your wings and things. And uh, we'll be back next week on, on the big homie's birthday. Peace.